0: coming to you from Studio A here at the DNVR Bar and, of course, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And today the A stands for... Mm, about.
1: <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, again. Are the Broncos what about, about trading up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, sure, I'll give it to you. Thanks, thanks. We could uh, We go Alabama with uh, Jameer Gibbs on the screen.
0: Yeah, you could. You could. Or you could just go about.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean i am just excited to talk about Jameer Gibbs again. Mm, I'm way too. I'm way too deep down that rabbit hole. Really? Yeah, it's not going to happen. I know it's not. But
0: I thought about was being for like a week now, to the
2: Broncos when they had their
0: first round picks. Exactly. Slow
1: your roll about saying it's not going to happen. I think uh. you can I think you can get excited. You're probably gonna be crushed, but uh, oh, yeah. I think you I think you can reasonably get excited for Jameer Gibbs.
0: Everyone knows I am pro getting excited only to get crushed.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, buffs. It's just like that's to me that is what
0: sports fandom is about.
1: Mm, it's about having your heart broken.
0: It's about like getting your hopes up for something and 99% of the time not getting
1: it. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's okay because it's it's having your hopes up is fun. Man. Yeah, I mean, because remember
2: when they actually did get Jerry Judy? Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, because we thought there was no chance, but then we just kept going and going. We had our hopes yeah, up. This would be the same thing. We up in work. our houses for, <laughs> yeah. for COVID.
0: I was yeah. drinking whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> good night. It's, it's good night. Uh, uh, yeah, so we can get our hopes up for Jameer Gibbs, as long as you're okay with getting let down. As long as you're okay with giving a lot to move up. Okay, so let's start there what where would the okay let's just start here do you think the broncos (laughs) could potentially trade up at all in this draft
1: 90 to 95 percent confident that they will trade up now all the way to the all the way to the the first round not as confident in that but will they move up at least five spots at least a little bit with their first pick um, with one of those first two, okay. yes. yes. So Meaning they will pick
0: higher than 67. Yeah, I'm very, very confident in that. That is awesome. That just got me excited for the draft.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Zach. That'd be awesome. I mean, I'm not sure if I can go that high. Um, I actually was just going through and made, like, my list of players, like, top 75. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's, like, 58 guys. 58 guys where if they were right there at 67, you're like, oh, this is awesome. Odds are one of them is there like 67, 68. But if the Broncos see the board similarly. I could see how they'd say, you know what, let's just jump up there and, and make a move. And especially when they haven't had any real talent come in in a couple of years. It would make sense to to try to get somebody who could be a starter here soon.
1: And after talking with George and Sean last week, they very much left the door wide open for them to trade up. But I'm sure every team in the NFL would would like to trade up. But then you look at the history and you combine Sean Payton's just desire to move up pretty much every single draft, always make moves to move up the board. And then also just talking to people this weekend. I think it's, it's (laughs) very much believed that they are going to move up. And so I just think for so many reasons, it makes sense for them to move up. Uh, And I, they have a list of some guys that they're willing to move up for. And I think I'm confident that it's going to be a significant move up, but very confident that at least some move is going to happen. This is fire. <laughs> I don't know you is fire. just figured it's going to come with fire. Today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So let's start to open that conversation. Why would they move up?
2: because there's like 58 guys who i like and i mean there's like a tier above that too where if, if they wanted to try to get into the first half of the second round it does feel like they're getting like a different caliber of player than who they'd be getting at 67 like by a pretty wide margin And if they want to move up like the 10 spots maybe somebody drifts down there but again like they they don't have a first or a second round pick they didn't have a first round pick last year they basically didn't have a second round pick because nick benito I mean, we saw how that went. And so there's just a real shortage of young guys who are really good.
1: Why not go get one? They, they would move up, in my opinion, for two reasons. One, to get a surefire starter, um, a center, a defensive lineman, something like that. Someone that they know is a day one starter, no doubt about it. Or to get a playmaker and obviously we're talking about Jameer Gibbs Jameer Gibbs jumps right to the top of that list in terms of playmaker but if you also see uh, a very dynamic pass rusher who's a playmaker we've seen Sean Payton trade two first round picks and a future first round pick in order to get Marcus Davenport a couple of years ago with the Saints he values those positions so it was I think a bad move by the way it, it was a bad move yes <laughs> uh, I agree with that it <laughs> It was a questionable move when they did it, and Mm -hmm. then it turned out to not be the greatest move ever uh, on top of that. Uh, But so I think those are the two reasons why they move up, is a a definite starter or a big-time playmaker. I'll
0: be honest. I don't think I can ever be that mad at a team, a coach, a a GM, for being aggressive to go after a guy that they really like, even if it doesn't work out. Like, I love the idea of just being like, love this guy. I want him. Do what it takes to get him.
1: Especially... (laughs) when we're talking about likely the Broncos aren't going to trade next year's first in order to get into the end of this year's first round that, that would blow my mind. I I, I don't think that would be responsible either. I would feel very comfortable crushing that move if, <laughs> if they did it because they also don't have a second round pick next year. But what you're talking oh, about God, is that would be terrible. Oh, it, it would We'd be sitting in this exact same position. <laughs> and then who no knows? More. It'd be even worse if they had a top five pick next year yep. too. Yep. Uh, Ooh, that no one, no one saw it coming this year, uh, but you just kind of, I guess in the back of your mind, you have to have that in there. Just like, well, what Mm -hmm. if this is a really good pick? So that's why I don't think it's going to happen. So what you're talking about is the Broncos... Outside of trading a big-time player like a Jerry Judy to get into the first round, what you're talking about draft-wise is the Broncos either trading both of their thirds this year to move up into the second, a third and a fourth to move up kind of into the end of the second, or mm-hmm. the Broncos have obviously two third-round picks this year. They also have two third-round picks next year, so packaging one of their third-round picks this year on top of one of their third-round picks next year to move up, and to me, that's so worth it. If if, if you stay at 67 and you like a lot of guys— Or if you can make one of these moves and trade a future first or or future third, a future or a current third to move up and get a guy you love, Ryan, I'm right there with you.
0: Yeah, that sounds really intriguing Mm -hmm. and really exciting. Okay, so now let's move to the third phase of this conversation. Who exactly would they trade up for, at least in our minds, or who would we want them to trade up for if the uh, you know the opportunity presented itself. And to me, it kind of sounds like we're talking about trading into the 50s? Yeah, and the, the draft yeah, value chart. the
1: 40s. The, the draft value chart could get the Broncos right at about 50 if they trade mm-hmm. both of their third-round picks this mm-hmm. year, which then you'd have to wait until the fourth round to pick again. So if you trade this year's, one of these third-round picks this year and one of the third-round picks from next year, you can get like late 50s so if you want to do that so yeah somewhere in the 50s i think is where you're trading unless it's a a big time trade and hank (laughs) says there's 58 good players (laughs) (laughs) there you go
2: (laughs) well then the crazy thing about trading both those get in the 50s is the over the cap guys like this is a while ago (laughs) this would have been like five or six years ago they made their own draft value chart and they took like every player drafted from 2011 to 2015 and basically the big way they evaluated how good the player was was how much he made on his second contract Mm. and so you say like well that's what he's worth but they go through and do all their like nerdy stuff to turn that into things that matter and and what they found was like if you were to trade 67 and 68 the value that you would get from those two picks is about the same as the value that you would get uh with pick like 12 or 13.
1: whoa yeah and so
2: then there's like the the old jimmy johnson draft trade chart which would say like it's worth about 50 so who knows somewhere in between yeah and again this mostly goes to show that if you trade up you're losing a lot of value well, and
0: i was just gonna say i think that goes to the idea of darts right the more darts yep. you have the better chance you have of getting a really good player
2: exactly and so if you trade both those picks to get up to 50 there's a good chance that you're looking at this move a few years down the line saying like ah probably not worth it but i'm on the same page where it's like if you if you can go get somebody who's sick right now I'm, I'm so bored. Please just go do it. <laughs> uh, and then
1: on top on top of that, what has Sean Payton proved throughout his career? And then especially this year with the Broncos already, he's not going to sit back and just wait for things to fall in his lap and wait for good deals to come. No, ac- according to, uh, I don't remember who put the report out, but the Broncos told Mike McGlinchey right when free agency started, they said, this is going to be your best offer. Uh, we made it really aggressive They didn't tell him we're overpaying, but they overpaid for Mike McGlinchey because they didn't want any competition for him. They said, you're our guy. We're going to pay you. So that's what they did. And they got him. That's kind of like what trading up is to me. Mm-hmm. We're going to maybe overpay a little bit, but it's because we love you and we're going to get you. We might lose some value in terms of money or draft picks. We are going to do that. And just this is this fascinating dynamic going on. George Payton, in his tenure as an assistant general manager with the Vikings and general manager of the Broncos, he averaged over 10 picks in every single draft, which is crazy, crazy. when you mm-hmm. think about it. Each team's given seven, he averaged over 10. Sean Payton, in his 15 years with the Saints, uh, averaged six draft picks per Mm -hmm. draft. So just very different philosophies. And the Broncos only have five picks right now. When push comes to shove... Which philosophy do we think the Broncos are going to go with? They're going to go with Sean Payton's yeah. philosophy. That's why I think that despite George Payton wanting to accumulate as many picks as possible to have those darts that he's talked about, Ryan, I just think that it's it's going to lean Sean Payton's way and be aggressive.
0: Am I crazy for remembering George Payton saying something about trading back at the Combine? Like, it, saying it was, like, more likely to trade back than trade up. He probably I think said he did that. say that. Yeah, he's yeah. probably trying to speak it into existence. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: Sean, you hear me say that publicly? <laughs> I do oh. think
2: it's good that they have both those guys, though. Like, they just balance each balance. other out so well. Yeah. Like, we yeah. have George Payton, who's just like... I mean, it's the nerd approach. It's like the full-on nerd approach, which is what you expect from the guy with the massive analytics department. Yeah. Where it's like, it's really obvious what the results are. If you trade down, you wind up with a better football team. You trade up, your football team gets worse. Then you have Sean Payton on the exact opposite saying, yeah, well, I'm smarter than the system. Like, I can outsmart your numbers. Yeah. Like, it's not about that. It's about me knowing who to pick, and I know who to pick. And is honestly,
1: there- not, not in a bad way, but it's, it's like a lack of self-control. And now yeah. that kind of sounds like bad, but I don't mean it as bad. Sean Payton approaches every season like uh like there's no next year. We saw that with the Cat Saints Cap situation for so long. We're already seeing it with the Broncos. And it's just like he I guess not not a lack of self control, but it's more so wanting to win this year and yep. doing that.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Series, is that real in the comments about it is. It I is. believe yep. it.
1: Yep, it just came down from the NHL.
0: God, NHL discipline system is a fucking joke.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, it, it makes sense that you get suspended.
0: The whistle
1: that. wasn't blown. The puck was
2: in the air. But but it was nowhere near him. Like, you just hit know, the guy on the boards. That? But you have just to know. You don't get away with, I didn't know. I didn't know where the puck was. Like, I, oh, my eyes closed. Hit that guy. Like, that's not how it works. You have to know where it is. Uh, you got to finish the play through the whistle. Man, it
1: seemed like this is what was going to come down, though. Exactly.
0: It shouldn't. There should be some sort of precedent for a guy who has never done anything, like, dirty in his career.
1: Uh, you know the NFL definitely takes that into yeah. account when they do their disciplines. And they, and- the
0: NBA just did this with Draymond, where they're like a yeah. past
1: history of doing this type of shit is why we're suspending him. And does does Embiid not have that history? Because what Embiid did should have got worse. Him a suspension as well. Yeah, but if it, but if he doesn't yeah. have right. that history, then I guess he gets a pass. <sighs> it's a joke. Whatever. Yeah. Um. All Nug- right. Nuggets by twenty tonight, though. Let's go. Yeah. Um.
0: I have actually been using like. I'm I'm really superstitious. Oh, really, no. really 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 yeah. superstitious. Yeah, you are. in um, like I'm of the belief that like my superstitious powers are only oh, go wow. like a certain they're, they're they're only good for a certain amount. So I've been using all of my powers for the nuggets. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sorry to the abs, but like Damn. we've got 3. Dang. The nuggets wow. need it more.
1: Damn. So, but you you realize your powers can only go so far. Like I can Yeah, that's like, can't, so like you're you very can't realistic say things about that your are actually going. Yeah, exactly. I know. Strange. So, it's good. It means that you can't hurt a team too much.
0: No, I just like I can give them a little boost. Okay. On a day-to-day huh. basis, I've been using it all for the Nuggets.
2: Well, what happened on Friday or Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. I
0: don't, I don't control know. the outcomes.
2: <laughs>
0: but but do you people with superstitions the superstitions
1: believe they do control yeah. the outcomes?
0: No. Uh, I don't know about other people. Me, I personally <laughs> wow. believe that like there's like a butterfly effect of all things, so like I can have a small impact on something, but mm, I see. I can't. I, that doesn't you know change the result. You just give them a little extra juju.
1: That's fair. You know, Ryan, right when you came, so, like in, I put on my lucky nugget shirt. Yep, today. yep. And they don't need it tonight, but might as well to have some extra time off. Yeah. Um. Right, right around the time that you came into my life. One of my other friends started to become very superstitious, and then my older brother, also Phil, friend of the show, uh, also very superstitious. And it was around a time where there's, you know, some superstitions going on, and that just drove me to being the least superstitious Mm, person. That's the most unsurprising thing about you (laughs) ever in the world, and you know, I just, I just love it. Um, And sometimes I poke a little too far with those people.
0: I like during the stanley cup final last year i think i could have been like diagnosed with something Like
1: I was thinking about everything I did and yeah. like how that might impact the average. <laughs> like you brush your, you start brushing your teeth on the right side, but the last time they won, it was on the left. No, that <laughs> type of shit was happening. That's weird.
2: That's just weird. It's not on purpose.
1: It, it, just... it worked though. It's not weird if it works, right? It, Isn't that that? I don't know beer about that. Commercial? You're damn right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there's
2: probably some weird things yeah, that could work. Yeah, there there probably are. You're right. It's like there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. I'm sure some oh, of them are kind of wow, weird. Wow, don't say there's that. There's zero That's ways so to skin s- a cat. Yeah, there's there so many go. ways to skin a cat.
1: Chin down. No, oh oh like what are you I mean, doing? Tina. I'm just saying, like
2: you could go a bunch of different ways. We just
1: lost several viewers. You wouldn't uh, do it to a yeah, nice guy. We can. did. Um, and Jose okay. says that sounded like love from Zach, and it was, it was love for Ryan. Hey. Yeah, love it did you sound too, bro. like yeah. love.
0: Um Okay, so and love for Henry. Oh, you know what yeah. everyone needs if they're superstitious, a little <laughs> stitious. A lucky golf polo. No. Oh, that is very true. I mean, look at Tiger. Yeah. Yep. You know very he puts trend. on that red, he knows he's going out to kill. Yep. That's true. That's what you need. Maybe yours yep. is actually a tiger print Wow um, polo. Yeah. Or like there's a, they have a leopard print one yep. too. Yep. Yep. Um, you gotta get it from our friends over at Pins and Aces. They have the sickest gear, but my favorite part about it is like while the designs are amazing and there's lots of crazy and cool different ones, the comfort of yeah. these polos is off the chain. Like if you're gonna wear something for four hours when you're out there exercising, moving around, swinging, you know, uh, a lot of chafing possibilities while Mm -hmm. you're out on the golf course, not with pins and aces. Mm -hmm. Uh, So get over there, use the code DNVR when you you make your order. You can get 15%
1: off plus free shipping. And when you're on the golf course, you're going to need to protect those eyes. Shady rays probably should be the official Uh, sunglasses of being on the golf course, but it's pretty much the official sunglasses Mm -hmm. just being outside because you're going to need Shady Rays. Also, maybe get in on some extra deals over at Shady Rays because they also do ski goggles, ski season's ending. Maybe they got some things on sale. Probably the time to check them out. Everything they've got. So cool. Polarized sunglasses and giving you 50% off if you order two or more pairs of Shady Rays over at ShadyRays.com. If you use that code DNVR, you can get 50% off. And the thing about Shady Rays, it's great quality. They look good. So many styles. And on top of that, they're already reasonably priced. And then you get 50% off. You got to check them out. So summer's coming. Check out ShadyRays.com.
0: Also, if you want to hear more about the abs and camel car suspension, abs are coming up right after us. Yeah. Yeah. So, stay tuned for that. Okay. and the Nuggets tonight. Yep. Nuggets boys will be going. Jam-packed day. Buffs showed at 30,000 views yesterday. Uh, more mm-hmm. than
1: that. Wasn't it like 38, I <laughs> think? I don't know. It's cooking. Uh, <laughs> Insane.
0: Um, so, we didn't get to it in the first segment, so let's get to it now. Our wish list of trade-up candidates. And mm-hmm. I think... We're on the same page with at least one of these guys, maybe two. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm interested to see where you guys go with this. I mean, it's Jameer Gibbs
2: is the number one, I think, for everybody. So
0: why do why do you bring up Jameer Gibbs? Like, do you think there's a real possibility he slips to
2: 50? Yeah, I do. I think I guess I haven't looked. I think the odds did move a little bit, but I think DraftKings had it at plus 280 for two running backs to go in the first round which would say there's about a one in four chance that he's on Robinson round pick. is a lock. Exactly. Yeah. So it's about one in four that Jameer Gibbs is a first round pick three and four. He falls. And if he falls from there, I mean, why couldn't he fall to 50? You know, it's probably unlikely, but there's a real chance it happens, especially the way running backs work. I think you throw in the chance that like Devon a chain passes him because he's so fast and yes. just weird stuff can happen.
0: So I fear, and, and and I think he's the first for all of us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you can just put that in, Alyssa. Yeah. Um, I fear that it's going to be very similar to Javante Williams. What position was Javante Williams picked at? 36.
1: Uh, yeah, something yeah. like that.
0: Something in those range. And what happens is day one ends, and mm-hmm. everyone has a chance to go back and regroup and look at their boards mm-hmm. and reevaluate the players. And I fear that someone that's sitting around 45 is going to look up at that board and say, man, We got to get Jameer Gibbs. Like, it's too... He's just sitting there. He's so talented. He's so good. He's so fast. He's so strong. We got to go get him. And someone will jump up into the very early second round, if not even, like, the first pick of the second round, to get Jameer Gibbs. It's just there's something about that break that allows teams to, like, think Mm -hmm. clearly and be like, we can't let this guy sit here all day. So that's my fear. But if he's there... You, got you, you have to entertain the idea of going and getting him. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, we have to say this as a disclaimer. This doesn't mean that we don't like Javante Williams. It's a, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. No, but Jameer Gibbs would be a fantastic... I mean, the best compliment you can have to Javante Williams in 2024 and 2025. Jameer Gibbs would also be an excellent addition to Samaj AP run and take that running mm-hmm. back room this year with Javante Williams still not healthy to... Uh, be a really good room in the NFL right away. That's why he makes so much sense is we're not saying, well, if Javante comes back then they're kind of getting the same guy doesn't really No, Jameer Gibbs makes so much sense. Jameer Gibbs, uh, obviously a fantastic receiver. Excellent. When he gets out in space as a runner as well, he can also run in between the tackles pretty darn well. Is he a guy that you're going to run in between the tackles 20 times a game? Obviously not. That would be his weak side of the, uh, of the game. But then Javante Williams, that's his best. So they just complement each other so, so well. And that's why he's not going to be there at 67. He's not going to be there at 50. Ryan, I'm kind of right there with you. I think Jameer Gibbs, if he's not gone in the first round, he's gone in the first three to five picks in the second round. And we talk about, well, if the Broncos package both of their picks this year, how far can they get up? They can get to like 38, 39, 40. What if they also include a Cortland Sutton? in those two third round picks if they want to be ultra aggressive maybe that's counted as another third round pick a fourth a fifth round pick maybe that can move them up into the mid 30s something like that Um, and potentially that's when you get Jameer Gibbs and you sell yourself on it because the Broncos have been okay with the idea of getting rid of Mm -hmm. one of their wide receivers but you're not doing it at the expense of just losing someone on offense, you're gaining a playmaker there. So I think the Broncos uh, are going to be as aggressive as possible to get Jameer Gibbs. I really think that. um, And unfortunately, though, I do think there's going to be some heartache to this, especially with all three of us putting him as number one, Mm -hmm. because I think Gibbs this week so far has gained the most national praise of huh. any person in the draft. Peter King said that some teams view him as the best running back in the draft over Bijan Robinson. Probably just a few teams, but still a few teams are uh, have that out there. Um, you have some national stories going around about how good of a teammate, how much of a heart and soul Jameer Gibbs is. Uh, and I, I think there's going to be two running backs gone in the first round.
2: There's a chance. And I'll say, like, if it comes down to it, two-thirds in Sutton, way too much for me. Mm. I, I, I could do... Like two-thirds for Devon A-Chain sounds a lot better than two-thirds and Sutton for Jameer Gibbs. And I don't even think you'd have to trade up for A-Chain. But th- there is a line for me. I'm not willing to go crazy. My value on Cortland Sutton is pretty low. So
0: if you love Jameer Gibbs, I would, I would certainly consider it. Really quick, in a Madden ratings draft, does Bijan Robinson go number one overall?
1: Madden ratings. Probably Will
2: Anderson. Okay. Man.
0: But
1: close.
2: He's right up there
1: yeah i mean i think so Pro- probably you probably also have jaylen it's probably Jalen yep. carter will jaylen anderson carter might be first too. uh and and Bijan. Yeah. also did and you Bryce see young
2: wouldn't be far off Skoronsky <coughs> also skaronsky would also be way up there for mm. that
0: actually i'll save the thing i was just going to bring up for the next segment so we can move on
3: <laughs> in the trade-up uh,
0: com, uh candidates here all right who you got second hank
2: um it's actually in the chat too darnell washington You know, this is another one that might be talk about a heavy,
0: heavy heavy-handed tight end. You want a third tackle out there,
2: like that's, and then you throw in like the athletic traits and some of the plays we think he can make. He didn't do all that much as a receiver in college, but he was one who was like a lock to be a first-round pick a month or so ago. But now, I mean, what he's plus nine hundred to be the set, the first tight end drafted plus 330 to be the second behind Kincaid, who's a favorite there. So if he really is the third tight end off the board, that could be round pick 40 or even later, really. And if if he does fall to the second round, he's one where, like, if you want to give up Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton in two-thirds is still a crazy steep price. I mean, again, like, we just went through that draft trade chart. Like, you you should be expecting top-five pick production for that to balance out which is a ridiculous expectation. Still, like, Darnell Washington is just, like, a monster. And the vibes are saying he could slip a little bit.
1: So if you're – it sounds like maybe you're willing to give up even a little more for Darnell Washington than Gibbs. I think so, yeah. So wouldn't he be one? <laughs>
2: um, I I think it's less likely. Okay. Like, okay. I think – I would much rather just do, like, a standard trade-up and go get Jameer Gibbs sure. than say, like, we're selling the farm to go get Darnell Washington, That's which fair. is what I think you'd have to sure, do. Sure, v- very yep. fair. Um, It'd be mean, cooler if you made him number one, though.
1: Is It would be. <laughs> yeah. it, would be. it would be cool. <laughs> is Darnell Washington the most physically imposing player in this draft? <clears throat> yeah, in the first off the bus rankings. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I mean, he's he's your number one in an NFL team, like, yeah. right away.
0: Yeah, what is he, six? Seven? seven yeah he's massive yeah, yeah. He, he is huge <clears throat> the, i mean the video of him on the sled at the combine just tells yeah. you everything you yeah. need yeah. to know you're seeing the other guys you know they're hitting it and lift it yep. he damn near just throws the thing right <laughs> out of lucas oil <laughs> yep. stadium yep. It,
1: it's it and he probably would have had a lot more production if they didn't have the number one tight end exactly. in next year's draft on their team as well so i mean uh a great player i do think he's probably gone especially with those physical traits somewhere in the first yeah and um, bowers is like top five maybe next year yeah yeah mm-hmm. not tight end like picks in yeah the no no top yeah. five. Pick. exactly yeah uh, i know i knew what you meant um i'm gonna go a different route here try to be responsible i get my little sexy pick with jamar gibbs i'm going john michael schmidt Uh, center out of Minnesota Schmitz. Yep. Uh, Yep. John Michael Schmitz. John Uh, Jacob Jingleheimer (laughs) Schmitz. uh, 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 uh. Uh, That will be his nickname when the Broncos draft him. But I talked about you either want playmaker, a.k.a. Jameer Gibbs to move up for, or an instant day one starter at especially a position of need. That's what you get here. Uh, to me, this would be worth, well worth moving up um, because I think he's uh, he's just that day one starter where you feel very comfortable. He's is he your number one center on the board? Slightly, yes. Hmm. Yes, I, I think I have two that are neck and neck and not to be a spoiler alert, but that's who my number three is going to be. I'm
0: going two centers. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going center here too and I'm going with my personal favorite um, and I have to harken back to our good friend Chris Sims who said... They're going to get the biggest group of big fuckers they can find <laughs> up front. So give me the biggest one of the yeah. bunch, wow. Steve Avila, Very true. you know, 6'6", 330, um, and uh, just an absolute beast. I mean, imagine the size and willpower <sighs> of this on. offensive line My going gosh. Garrett Bowles, Ben Powers, Steve Avila, Quinn Miners, yeah. and Mike McGlinchey on the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's something that Sean Payton really values is just like just meet yep. up front, yep. and Steve Avila absolutely brings that. So there's been – he's kind of a polarizing draft prospect. He is. He is. Um, some people maybe not as high on them. Uh, he's definitely my favorite, so give me him. And, you know, he did it – The TCU offense is kind of a perfect example of getting a guy who can do both. Um, because yeah. they're an air raid offense, but they also ran the ball a lot. Yeah. Um. So he was moving people up front and also holding his weight going backwards or yeah. not going backwards at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and and I really like Steve Avila. Uh, is what maybe maybe a reason people are down on him is they just since he didn't have a one position throughout mm-hmm. all of his time at tcu people knock him for that but makes, that makes me yeah like more. that that, that uh. can show versatility um as well i really like steve avila he's not going to be my number three but i would still be okay with the trade up for him
2: yeah and the fact that you two have those two and my favorite center is a different center is why none of them make my board because mm. i'm willing to take really you like any like them. Man. yeah i mean that's <clears throat> just the length and size and like he was good too, so I I think he'd be my number one, but I decide not to again just because there's so many of those. I'm gonna go with, as I said in our um, uh, pick 'em this week or our roundtable,
0: it's a very middle-heavy center class. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is a good thing for the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, it is. Unless people start reaching. Right.
2: Yep. I'm going with Emmanuel Forbes, the cornerback from Mississippi State. He's a tough. One for me because I and mean, what was he at combine 6-1, 166. That's a small Ooh. guy. That is a really skinny guy. But you watch him play, like I guess I should pull up the forty time too. I think it was a oh four three five. Did you say one sixty six? One sixty six. That is. N- but he's just so nuts. wiry. The burst is insane. Like he can run with any receiver in the NFL. Like the Ramani way McLean is coming in to see you at like one sixty five, and that's yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. listed one sixty five for. for Division one football yes, yes. Uh, broke up six passes last year, six picks last year, brought three of them back for touchdowns. Like he's just a freak athlete and he might be too small, but I don't know. This is another position where like, I'm not totally sold on training up for corner because you could also say like trade up for Deontay banks. Cause he's right. maybe lower upside, but also is built like an actual football player. Like DJ Turner, DJ Turner. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's another one who's just like crazy fast, too small, so there are a Clark few of these Phillips guys. The third, yeah, he's Smaller he's not guy. as fast, but he at least is like built out. Like right. he kind of looks like Chris Harris out there, where it's like you are like built like a human <laughs> and not a spider. So he has that going for him. But again, like he is, he doesn't do it for me. He's a lot farther down the draft board. So Emmanuel Forbes, he makes my list. He might be, he might just be insane.
1: Yeah, and it's it. I think he if might he, just get mauled. <laughs> he might be. If he had twenty. It's so long five more pounds on him which is just an insane thing yeah. to say that's like
2: 40 percent
1: more weight right, exactly <laughs> yeah. or even 20 pounds which is nuts yeah. to say because of how much it is uh he'd be like a surefire for
2: sure. yeah he'd okay. be the first corner off the board
1: yeah yeah but um he's he he got like a couple pounds on zach for the, <laughs> right? yeah. yeah for the first time ever
2: though last year receivers weighed less than 200 pounds on average in the nfl yeah. like they just keep getting smaller and faster not down to 166 but Ah, he's so long, too. But the worry for me is if he's still 166, it
0: tells me he's not capable of getting bigger.
1: Right, like 175 is kind of where you're hoping he gets to, 180, and that's small. I
2: don't know that you want to put too much weight on him, though. Like, that's just how he plays. Like, you don't want to lose... As soon as you lose the burst, then what's the point... Like, what you like about him is that he's so quick, incredibly fast, just the best playmaking cornerback in the draft, and you love putting that opposite Pat Sertan. So you're not willing to lose a step of quickness, in my opinion, for another 10, 15 pounds. Like you put them in the weight room, but you're not you're not trying to bulk him up. You're not saying go home and eat a big bowl of Alfredo every night.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just like in the run game, yeah, that's gonna be a big problem. Yeah. yeah Once you, you can
2: only play him on the boundary, that's for sure.
0: Right. And and teams that you know can just go at that and you know whoever's out there, let's just say it's the Broncos, like, what happens when they line up Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton?
1: Yeah. 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 You're gonna get smashed. Yeah. Uh yeah. but
0: yeah. that doesn't mean he can't be good. A- yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of times I think we get too caught up in that and what people can't do. Yeah. Don't think enough about what they can do. He can do a lot. He yeah. can.
2: He again, six interceptions last year. Three of them returned for touchdowns. Yeah. Like the man Windmaker. is a freak. A crazy long arms. How tall he's, is he? Six one. Okay. Like he's just and he jumps too. Like in terms of cover corners, there just aren't many better
1: yeah and
0: i would be excited if they took him. don't get yeah. me wrong yeah but that's a scary low number and that, that, it that, is that,
1: that's a reason why he may fall though exactly as a first round talent but teams being not just scared of 166 but being scared of what ryan said can he put on 15 more pounds nope. or is is it four more pounds and then can he really play at 170 mm-hmm. that that's a big question and teams do get scared by size
0: i promise you since the day he got to college they were trying to bulk him up and if he's what, still at 166, yeah. it means that it did not work. Yeah, it, it's very true. All um, right, Ryan, who's your number three? <clears throat> Some people are going to hate this. Uh-oh. Um, but also, like, 75% of Broncos Twitter is Iowa fans, so they probably uh, won't be that mad. I know yeah. where you Give me Jack Campbell. Oh. Um, yeah. I love Jack Campbell. Yeah. I mean, I love Jack Campbell. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: if you have to trade up a little bit to go get this guy, I will be so happy. Um Josie Jewel has one year left on his contract. Mm-hmm. You're getting bigger, faster, stronger Josie Jewell, younger, cheaper.
1: And Iowa Josie Jewel, Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And the same, you know, uh, same background or similar background. I don't know if Jack Campbell was roping cows or whatever <laughs> that Josie was doing. Yeah. Um, but I,
1: I'm just i don't know he's one of my favorite players in the whole draft i mean he's he's a damn good football player Yep. Yeah. Yeah. and in college he's going to be that in the nfl as well so this is a guy get, like the ravens get and we're all like Ugh. right right right. how, how did the ravens did the, yeah, get yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. <laughs> exactly um that that would be a good pick but again i'm just i'm going back to the trenches i'm going center i am gonna go with joe tipman here um like i said he's kind mm, of my so steve veal is your third yeah yeah, mm-hmm. Steve Avila is my third, but again, I would still be happy with Steve Avila. So I really like the, these these three guys here. And Joe Tippmann, um, I just I'd love the physical tools that he has, but also one of the things that he has is just, um, according to everyone, he's just got that mental capability to be the center. So you're not going to have to worry about that. And you talked about it with Steve Avila having that size. Joe Tipman's size is a little different six six three ten. And sometimes you are concerned about a center being too big, yep. but I didn't show his height um coming to to bite him like Mm -hmm. consistently so i would just you get an instant starter there and now maybe the good news is if there are three guys that you're comfortable with or at least that i'm comfortable with you could sit back and maybe one of them falls to 67 or you sit back at 67 then one of them goes 60 then you trade a fifth round pick in order to get up five spots to get one of these guys i
0: want to track something i said because i said bigger faster stronger version of josie jewel it's almost impossibly stronger than josie jewel
2: that is true yeah, that, yeah. that, that <laughs> My is My thing is, I, just, I don't know if he's that much better that he changes what you can do. So, like, he's better in coverage. I don't think that all of a sudden you're saying, like, go play man, you know? Like, like you're not telling him, like, <clears throat> run the middle of the field in Tampa 2. Like, he's the Travis Kelsey killer. Exactly. So, like, he'll be There's better. There's no such thing. Uh, that that is also true. <laughs> that is crazy. Everybody always wants to find one. But, yeah, like, Jack Campbell's really good. I don't know that he opens a bunch of doors for the Broncos in terms of what you do.
0: Mm, I think he has all pro potential, so okay, I think that it, there's a pretty big gap.
1: Man, outside of punter and kicker, if you can get an all pro in the second round. That's kind of hard to pass up trading up for. That's true. Also,
0: there's just like no narrative that I want to push back harder on than the inside linebacker isn't that valuable one.
2: Mm. Yeah. But again, it's the guys who can really cover. The guys who give you the versatility just play man with tight ends. So go trade for Devin White. Yeah, I mean you gotta pay him for sure. I I I don't
0: know, man. Six six. has yeah. Got like a nine eight RAS. Yeah. But again, um, but like a lot of that's the height too. For sure. Yeah. That, I yeah. mean that helps. But I just mean like you're getting an insanely athletic, huge inside linebacker, and even just mm-hmm. from a coverage standpoint, just putting him in the middle and just having him stand yeah. there and goes like this. Is much more effective than Josie Jewel. Definitely,
2: but you still ask him to do the same thing. Like it doesn't change your scheme. Yeah. Open doors for you for
0: cheaper and at a higher level. In my yeah. opinion,
1: yeah, oh, man, six
0: five, he's a beast. He's he's a, a beast. And I don't even think you need to cut Josie Jewel because I know you can save whatever mm-hmm. five million for doing that. Yeah, just keep him and you know bring up Jack Campbell slowly. Yeah.
1: Oh man, if you if you draft Jack Campbell, I want him to start day one, especially yeah. alongside another really good linebacker like Alex Singleton. I would say I'm I'm in on that, but
0: I'm just saying you don't have to.
1: Yeah. You can
0: have three very good inside linebackers. Does Mm -hmm.
1: Singleton have to change the linebacking core's nickname if they cut Josie? Or can it just be replaced just a with a new another. Bash Brother? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> we just went younger. <laughs> He's like,
0: oh, Josie's gone. I didn't even notice. <laughs> <right. a>
1: new, <laughs> new Iowa guy. He, he grew a couple of inches. And uh, yeah, new, new Iowa guy. Um, man, I feel really bad about not getting one more guy in here. But the reason that I didn't put Hendon Hooker in here mm, oh, wow. in my top three was there was just a little too much thought in my head that he could go top 15. And it's kind of like, well, sure. Wouldn't you like to have like Bryce Young trade up for? So how could he
0: go top 15
1: if he can't play this year? Um, just because of uh, if he finds he the right, good. right situation, a team probably not the Jets. That would just be like ridiculous if they did that after getting Aaron Rodgers. But a team like that where they have an older quarterback and they can get who they think is a top quarterback. Mm-hmm. Just he falls because and he also needs a year um, that. But again, like. If he's not going to go in the first round, then I definitely want him in my top three. Like, if you're saying that he's somewhere in the 40s, yeah, I I would put him in my top three. Absolutely.
0: I think that, like, a really bad team should select Hendon Hooker. And then they'll be really bad again because they don't get the guy. And then next year they can draft Caleb Williams and just see what happens.
1: So the Texans. (laughs) You're saying the Texans. But that's too high. No, draft him in the second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, with the first, take Will Anderson or something. Yep. Then the second, Hendon Hooker. Well, could make sense. Um, some other guys that I just wanted to throw out there, especially I believe Jose was saying uh, uh, someone needs to trade up for an edge. The edge guys, no mm-hmm. one – it's either like a top guy in the draft or I think it's kind of just a group that, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's why I could definitely see the Broncos taking an edge – I just haven't fallen in love with one, so I couldn't put that on here. We've mm-hmm. talked about a, a couple of them. Uh, BJ Ojolari uh, from LSU, mm-hmm. really, really good bend, impressive. I don't know if I'm comfortable enough trading up from, especially just where the Broncos' edge position is right now. Mm-hmm. You would have to get a guy that you love in order to say, okay, you're going to play over uh, Baron Browning or once uh, – you know, touching wood. Nick Ben or uh, Randy Gregory gets hurt, then you guys are gonna play alongside. Ch- it's just, it's just a little awkward for me. Yeah. Let's. And, oh, go ahead.
2: Oh, and that's where I almost included Lucas Van Ness there. Like, there's a chance he falls. He's probably still a first round pick, and that's why I didn't. Yeah, that's um, why I didn't either. Yep. Yeah, um Nolan Smith is another one mm-hmm. who. If I mean, if they hadn't drafted Nick Benito last year, he absolutely would be on this list. But he's also like just a small speed edge rusher like a four three nine forty, Like, he could wind up being Micah Parsons. That's nuts. Or he could just be another Nick Benito. And that's why I was like, I'm not willing to trade up
1: for him. I also think he's probably going top 20. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right, let's go back to the list really quick. Um, And I want to ask you this. Who is the least likely to have to trade up for?
1: Mm, man, I want to say Emmanuel Forbes off the top of my head just because of his size. But I'm going to say one of the centers. Yeah. Um which of the right because
0: there's three the only thing i worry about is like if someone takes schmitz in the late first round yeah then someone in the early second round is like man we got to get that center so they take let's just say avila yeah then late second round someone you know and like all of a sudden they're Mm -hmm. all gone like all it takes is that first pin to drop it's true and it changes everything if no one picks center in the first round and a half then you're starting to feel comfortable about one of these guys falling to 67 or 68. Right,
1: and specifically, I would go with Steve Avila, the most likely to fall, just because I really like him. Yep. But just like you said, there's kind of some polarizing things yep. there about him. I don't know why people view Some people have him as like the 100th best prospect. I think that's way off, but I think there's just maybe more variance with him mm-hmm. than any of these other guys.
2: I think it's the positional stuff. It seems like the consensus now is that he should play guard. And Mm. I haven't dug too deep into why, because that seems like in the last week, it's like guard, 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 guard. He's not a center. Um, But I would guess it's just like length. But even that, he seems like he would be pretty plenty long enough. I don't know. Um, But it is weird that people don't like him that much. Maybe
0: he's just so big that, you know, people see him a little bit more as a guard. I don't know. Yeah. Because you do get those lighter. Exactly. (laughs) What's his uh, on the Broncos right now? Who? The guy they drafted last year.
1: Oh, Wattenberg? Wattenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anytime I hear the name Wattenberg, all I think, all I can picture is Dalton Reisner after a play on, like, during a game, goes over and just shows him how to block, like, what he did. It was like an animation on Madden gone wrong. And it's tough to get that out of your mind. It is really tough. tough. Um, What's not tough is our friends over at FOCO. We've got so many cool things on the set right now. And if you want to get pretty much anything we have on the set, check out our friends over at FOCO, where they're going to hook it up. Whether you're looking for a little cool commemorative helmet uh, or a pennant or a bobblehead or shirts or so many different cool things. They've got it all, not just for Broncos, Rockies, Nuggets, avs they have it all and if you use the code dnvr over at foco you're gonna get 10 percent off so check them out foco use that code dnvr not only great for yourself but the place to get a gift for someone that even just semi like sports in your life it's a place to go so check them out foco use that code dnvr
2: and also if somebody has harmed you uh, call 222 222 to connect with backs and shanker Um, They are the best personal injury attorneys in Colorado. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients in Colorado. They've got more than 30 lawyers on staff, and they serve the whole state with offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Um, There's no fee if you call them. There's no fee unless they win your case, and when they do, that's when they get their cut. Um, They've been around for more than 25 years and uh, again, like if you've been hurt in a car accident or a motorcycle accident or with rideshares or pedestrians, or trucks or injured at work, call 222 to find out if you have a case for free. I have a question for you guys. Um,
0: how many seconds and or minutes do you think I spend on this show each week talking about Coach Prime? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, 15? 15 seconds?
1: Minutes. 15
0: minutes per week? I Maybe would, not that much.
1: I would say two and a half minutes per week. Okay, I was, that's more I than was thinking, I was thinking seven shows. Usually not before five. and after the show, I'm talking <laughs> right, about right, right, how right, you right, guys... That is true.
0: Um, I just had to ask because someone said they stopped listening because it ter- this show turned into a Coach Prime Worship. Oh, wow.
2: Wow. Um, I was like, man, no. I don't think. A- I mean, there's another. It was, right either, there. <laughs> it was definitely
0: either a CSU or a Nebraska fan. Oh, probably. Um, okay now that uh, I've cleared that up I'd like to talk about coach (laughs) 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 Uh, 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 (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking yesterday as they were just like cleaning house like man I wish I could do this with the Broncos oh just please just like move out a bunch of players bring in a bunch of different ones Um,
1: what would that be it's like uh, you would ask every player to retire that you didn't want (laughs) yeah
0: would you retire please (laughs) or like yeah it's hard
1: with the contracts yeah and then like their contract kind of goes void a little bit, and you're like, "Don't worry, we're not gonna like tell people that you unretire to go sign with another team." I just want the NFL transfer portal. Man, that free agency, I guess, but yep. you're stuck with the contract. Yep, exactly. Man, can he? Can they pull scholarships? Eh,
0: not really. They can highly encourage you to transfer. Okay, okay. so that's yeah.
1: forced retirement for NFL <laughs> players. Yeah, yeah,
0: yep. Okay. Anyways. Uh, The one other thing I wanted to ask you guys is, did you see this Reddit post changing the uh, Will Levis draft odds?
1: Oh, yes, I did.
0: He went from plus 4,500 to plus 450 overnight to go number one overall, because some guy on Reddit said he was going (laughs) to go number one overall. (laughs) Because
1: he, uh, what was it, the Reddit post said Will Levis is telling his family that he's being drafted by the Panthers? Yeah. Incredible, the power that the internet can have.
0: It's so crazy to think that like that person could have made that up one hundred percent, yeah, and like completely impacted the betting uh, markets.
1: Man, do you think like his ex had will wanted to like buy Will Levis stock or something, and she's like, "I'm gonna put the bet in," or he's like, "I'm gonna put the bet in tomorrow." The person's like, "Yeah, well, you're gonna get terrible odds. <laughs> Let me put this out first.
0: Damn, that's crazy. Or like, that what is if nuts. someone who had it at plus forty five hundred. Just put that out there to get it up to get a buyout.
1: Right. Wow. that be smart. Yeah, Will love his family members, maybe? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they probably don't need money. Uh, that well, That's well, they won't very soon. true. Yeah, they won't soon. Um, speaking of which, let's jump into our player profile mm-hmm. series. Let's hop into a candidate. Is this the first running back we've talked about? It is. Outside of obviously Jameer, Yeah, there are a couple <laughs> that come up quite a bit.
2: Um, but yeah, Zach Charbonnet uh, started at Michigan, played quite a bit as a freshman. Didn't play so much as a sophomore and then transfers to UCLA. He's a massive running back. I think he came in at six foot two seventeen. Oh, we have it right there, two fourteen. Um, which is, again, at the combine. So by the time you're actually going and playing after spending a summer in FL Strike program, that's a 220-pound running back. Um not the fastest running back. I think ran like a four-five three. Yep. Um that's which really fast for how big he is for how big he is yeah definitely and that's why like he he could be the pick at 67 you know kind of a weird fit but just incredibly productive in college um 1100 yards in 2021 1359 in 2022 um about 500 total or no 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 about five, yeah, about 500 total receiving yards over those two years. 27 touchdowns over those two years. Uh, ran for seven yards per carry this year. Insane. Didn't have a game under five yards per carry. Wow. Like, the man is just consistent. Whether he actually can be, like, a big play threat or anything more than just, like, a, at, at the very least, he's a rotational back who can pick up short yardage. He should probably be able to play the first two
1: downs and might come off the field on thirds. Um, this is Devontae Booker 2.0. Um, Ooh, that's and uh, you look at Devante Devont- Booker coming out, pretty much the exact same size. And um, when I watch the tape of Zach Charbonnet, it's it's the exact same as Devonte booker um You're he's burying this guy wow. no i mean Devonte booker Does he would, run into the ass of his center on every play that's honestly my biggest concern <laughs> with him is running in between the tackles isn't his strength and a big in terms of being able to read if there's a gaping mm-hmm. hole he could hit that just like Devonte booker could hit that but that's my biggest concern with him is the ability to run in between the tackles and as henry mentioned He's a power guy. He's a massive guy. And I've actually would honestly take the opposite approaches, Henry. Mm-hmm. I think he's more of kind of a third down guy for a big oh. guy. He's got really good hands coming out of yeah. the backfield. The production as a runner too, and as a receiver out of the backfield, really impressive. He's this guy that can be elusive out of a tackle in open space and then truck a guy over, but I'm just too worried about in between the tackles. So he scares me as a guy that you would draft in the third to kind of be that dude, um, just because it doesn't really add up, and I'm just a little scared of his running abilities between the tackles.
2: For what yeah. it's worth, Devontae Booker had 4.7 yards per carry as a senior at Utah, seven for Charbonnet. So there yeah. is like a yeah, but production difference
1: in in college production doesn't always transfer over into True. the NFL. Still, Pac-12. Also,
0: Devonte tore his ACL. I don't know how early in that season it was. Oh, that's true. Oh, in his
1: senior year. Yeah. He played ten games. And Devonte, okay. fourth round pick, so maybe true. I should say Charbonnet a better Devonte Booker. So for me, it's just too redundant.
0: Um mm. these guys are always hard for me to to, to evaluate because he destroyed CU. Yep. Um so like <laughs> I all saw like,
1: that, that's uh, for sure. <laughs> all I can
0: remember is him just like stiff arming guys in the hole, yeah. finishing yeah, runs, yeah. like scoring touchdowns. Yeah. Um so I think he's really good. Yeah. Uh but big back just so we don't need more big backs um I would prefer to see the Broncos get a more dynamic player if they're going to draft a yeah. running back um that being said maybe you just say like well he's just good enough that he's going to start for us um and we're cool with that so if you were to draft Charbonnet at 67 I would expect him to start over Samaj P. Ryan
1: definitely Mm, yeah any running back that you draft in the third round or higher should be the starter
2: i don't know because i think like devon a chain could be the guy and he's just coming out on third downs you know
1: man he like if be, you start in the
2: shotgun then maybe same would be with incredible Gibbs. then gives you probably third down back and splitting some of those reps i wouldn't be surprised if the first snap is under center and they give it to p i i
1: maybe for like a true starting perspective oh. but I, th- I think jamar gibbs if you bring him in jameer. is it, yeah i'm sorry this is jameer is probably getting 60 percent of the reps okay.
0: yeah i think so too um but again i think whoever if you pick a guy that early they should be better than samaj ap right
1: do you uh I, I agree do you celebrate drafting charbonnet with a nice chardonnay <sighs> Well, I, bet I mean, would. I, wouldn't. I wouldn't drink that, no John Elway, might. <laughs> that's very true, hey, check out uh what is it, Seven's yes. Winery S- something like that,
0: uh, 874 RAS, just because I've said that with every guy we've gone through, so mm-hmm. want to oh. make sure we stay consistent, okay, okay. Um, that's
2: pretty good very solid, yeah. yeah, I mean he was one of my favorites, I think because his 30, freshman year at Michigan vertical. I can't remember who the other back at Michigan was, but he was a draft prospect like a late round guy but Charbonnet was sick. Second year didn't play, but then when he transferred to UCLA, I was hyped. He was one of the Pac-12 guys that every week you're just like, oh, I can't wait to watch him play. Like I had to vote for him for like Player of the Week a lot of times. Um, but yeah, sick, and then got even better this year. So I really like him. Again, like Ryan said, probably a little speed back makes more sense given what the Broncos have. But if the Broncos get him, I'm gonna be hyped because again, like you're looking at like a Nick Chubb style back, like the Derrick hmm. Henry style back is is what I'm looking at. Probably doesn't get to the, those heights, but where do those guys get drafted? It's not like you knew coming out that those guys were freaks. Sure. Uh,
1: I knew Derrick Henry was a freak. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, a little I different. don't know how Securantic he pick though. I, I, I don't know how that happened. And going into that, I don't mm-hmm. know how that happened. I don't either. Yeah. Um,
0: and that's some, why yeah. Bijan Robinson won't fall. Not right. that he's the same as Derrick Henry, but, but now yeah, there's yeah. just like this... That Derrick Henry was in the peak of like running backs don't matter. Yeah. And people got lost in especially his type. People got confused with running backs. Shouldn't be paid a bunch with running backs don't matter. And that's how someone like Derrick Henry falls to the second. But Mm
1: -hmm. um, that won't happen anytime soon. No, it won't. And how about this? Um, what if you go Charbonnet 67, you go DTR 68, and then you pair him up with Greg Dulcich from last year? You'd be running UCLA's offense. You might make a bowl game. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> oh, <man>. oh <laughs> the five wins. Maybe they can get there. Well, no, they got there last year.
0: Yes, they did, but um, that was
1: without Dulcich. Sh- that is that is true. Should we hop into uh, – so I meant the Broncos got to oh, five wins. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, barely. <laughs> uh, shall we hop into some comments really quick? Yes. Got Ricker Bohr saying, is it just me or have the Judy and Sutton – and trade rumors been sizzled out. Would a possible trade happen before the draft or during? Sizzled out sounds like something Zach would say. It does sound a
2: lot like what Zach would it say. It did feel awkward. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, there was a Peter King report today that I saw you tweet out, Zach, that mm-hmm. essentially it's dead unless someone blows their mind.
1: Yeah, kind things have not changed i know and i haven't talked about it much but if something is going to happen it was going to be dormant for many yeah. weeks like it has been and it's going to ramp up either thursday during the draft during the first round if they're trading judy uh trade would happen and then the broncos would make that pick with that pick that they just got likely in the in the late 20s with a team that obviously needs a wide receiver or just keep an eye out all of friday um you probably won't see anything happen with the trade until uh the broncos would be trading for that pick but they would have worked something out friday during the day and said if Mm -hmm. our guy jameer gibbs is there with this team then we'll trade with you so uh it'll probably happen during the draft if a draft if a trade's going to happen cool anything Um, on the website we got two quick comments the count says would you take this deal you are guaranteed that hanks kansas city squad will never win another playoff game but in order to do so, you cement a history wherein the Broncos will win one and only one more Super Bowl in your lifetime. No, love no the count. No way in hell. No way.
2: I don't care what the Chiefs do. All I care about is the Broncos. I'm not limiting them.
1: And we've had three in our lifetime so far. We're averaging one per decade. So, assuming, so essentially you're betting on your lifetime lasting more than one decade.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, on this pace, they're getting five
1: more. On average. Okay, would you take this deal? Okay, I think I know you will. The Broncos and Chiefs win every Super Bowl from here on out. In reverse, it just flipped. (laughs) Absolutely. They just just, just trade. That would be the greatest rivalry in sports It really would be. (laughs) Sunday night football, Monday night football. (laughs) Um, And last one coming in from Nash Broncos. As fellas, the most annoying trade of the offseason is finally complete. Do we think Rodgers and Hackett get booed in Denver this year? They should.
2: Yeah, they're getting booed i forgot going up to that buff's tailgate i was like yeah Randy ran to carl like kind of saying like oh did you flip him off and i was like oh my god like it's just people we can realize yeah like some of us might think like yeah hackett's a nice guy like hope the best for him the overwhelming number of people is just gonna be like no f that guy i hope i might even say think things hackett's they would hope. a
1: nice guy and boo him i honestly, but when are you gonna when are you gonna boo him they don't announce an offensive coordinator you know, Starting at um, offensive <laughs> coordinator for the be, visiting that New That would York be Jets. so good. They should, but <laughs> they, they might. They give a, don't.
0: They might get a shot on him mm, running out of the tunnel or something.
1: That they really should. Um, what what I see happening more and what would be hilarious is if they count down the play clock when Aaron Rodgers is on the field.
2: Oh, that would be good. Wow. You know, because that because would be that,
1: incredible. it would. They should do but, it like
0: uh, like when we were in high school. When uh, whenever the other team oh, had the ball yeah. and there's ten seconds, we would start counting down from
1: five. five? Yeah, 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 yeah. That would Should be good. <laughs> yes. yeah. Um, I think that would kind of be a, a troll that the crowd could get into. It's
2: always so funny when it works too.
3: Oh,
0: right, no. right, right, right. yeah. There's a hilarious one up. of like a, there's like thirteen seconds yeah. on a clock and this guy takes a full
1: court <laughs> shot. <laughs> <laughs> um a lot of people though agree with you guys. A lot of people think that game has week one Monday night football written all over it. Yeah. It could. And we will actually find out the Schedule two or three weeks from now. Yep. All right. Uh, Av show coming up right after Let's this. Go. Hey, AJ,
0: give us one word for Kale McCarr's suspension. Uh, bullshit. 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 Tune into the Avs <laughs> to listen more. <laughs> we'll see you guys later.